it's time for the Rockies Rundown, talking all things Colorado Rockies baseball. Here are your hosts, Jerry Schimmel and Tanner Schwint. Welcome into the Owl Communication Studios. I am Tanner Schwint, joined by Jerry Schimmel. Shimmy, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm well, Tanner. How you doing? Good. Uh, you're going to go and uh, you, you're only going to be able to join me till 2.30 today. You're going to go check out uh, some of these new draft prospects that the Rockies just brought in. Correct. Correct. I talked to one yesterday and trying to talk to a couple more today. So what can you tell us? Give us the inside scoop here for the Colorado Rockies. Of course, this is Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. Uh, Jerry, what, what have you learned so far uh, fr- from uh, what you've seen from some of these uh, rookies that uh, the Rockies just drafted? Well, first, Tanner, I think the, the Rockies had a great draft. I mean, I got a, a really good friend who's a scout for the Cincinnati Reds, and after the draft was over, he called me and said, you guys just killed it. He said, every time we're getting ready to select somebody, you guys took the guy we wanted. So uh, I, um, then I looked at some national publications and some media outlets, and they're always the, the Rockies are in the top two or three of, of every uh, draft analysis. So they're the only team, Tander, that had eight players that were ranked in the top 200 in, I think, Baseball America and two other publications. They only, the only team that's got eight of those players in the top 200. So the Rockies, you know, you never know. you got to wait two or three, four years for you see if this draft pays off. But it looks like on paper anyway, they did really, really well. They, they took, uh, I think, two to one in terms of pitchers to, to uh, position players. Uh, their number one pick, number 10 overall, was a pitcher they're really high on. So I think overall everybody's pretty excited about the draft. Again, you never know until it shakes out in a couple of years, but right now it looks great. Yeah, it does. On paper, you always take that. And again, there's so many variables as these guys work their way up through the lower levels. But uh, I feel a sense of eager from some Rockies fans as you look forward to Ezekiel Tovar and, and, uh, and the rest of these guys. It seems like they're on the cusp of coming up and, and doing a lot of great things. Yeah, I think so, Tanner. You know, at the beginning, I think we talked about this last week, but at the beginning of the season, the Rockies didn't have any p- player in the top 100 in the minors. Now they have five. So five guys have moved up, all position players. So they're lacking some pitching and some depth at pitching, certainly. But uh, they have, they've had a great minor league season at all levels, and guys moving up the top 100. And Tovar is one. Ike was actually was the only one in the top 100 before the season began. So not only has the, the minor league system improved, but it, I think it has also uh, gotten to the point where the Rockies are actually excited about some prospects. Now, there are probably not a lot of guys outside of Tovar that are ready right now, but they're going to be in a year or two. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys are excited about that, uh, Jerry, and we'll be looking forward to hearing what you have to say about some of these rookies on tonight's broadcast. Of course, uh, the Dodgers and the Rockies going at it tonight at 640. It seems like every other game the Rockies play have been against those damn Dodgers, uh, Jerry, <laughs> and uh, tonight they get Tyler Anderson against Jose Urania. I actually like this matchup for the Rockies. I might be insane, but listen, Tyler Anderson, he's a lefty. The Rockies are really familiar with him, and they beat him up last time around. The Rockies just hammer left-handed pitchers. I kind of like this matchup tonight. Yeah, I do too. And Urania pitched really well at Dodger Stadium. Like it was his first start or second start in the Rocky uniform. And Tyler Anderson uh, is a guy, like you said, that the Rockies know really well, know exactly what you're getting from the guy, and roughed him up a little bit last time he was here. I think he took his first loss this season. His only loss. Last time. Yeah, his a... only loss this season. Okay. 
So uh, you should you need to be doing the broadcast instead of me. <laughs> you know, uh, stuff better than I do. Hey, listen, I've been uh, <laughs> I, I, I have uh, banned myself from some of those uh, sports betting accounts for a while. So I was trying to sell some people and uh, living vicariously through them and having them put some money on the Rockies tonight. So I was trying to sell the fact that they're going to go beat up Tyler Anderson tonight. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Anyway, <laughs> what was our point? Our point was, yeah, we like the matchup, and I do too. You know, Iranian stuff, like Black says, uh, plays well at Coors Field. He's pitched well. There's only one bad outing he's had. That was that last time around in Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, I like the matchup tonight as well. The Rockies, like you said, Tanner, have had success against the Dodgers this year, uh, especially at home. Yeah, let's see what they can go do tonight. Uh, Jerry, I do want to get to move quickly. Uh, Patrick Saunders, uh, of course, with the Denver Post, does a phenomenal job. He tweeted out just a couple hours ago regarding the building trade rumors regarding Rockies closer Daniel Bard. Remember that there's also a chance that Bard and the Rocks could reach a contract extension. There have been discussions. Is Bard a guy that you you think is more trade bait, or do you think he's more of a guy that the Rockies are going to extend? I think it's a guy that the Rockies want to extend. I really do. And I, I, that's from talking to a couple different front office guys with the Rockies and, and, uh, not talking to Bard directly about it, but kind of getting the word from the clubhouse that that's what he would prefer. Loves Denver, loves the organization. Hey, it's, it's a, it's a team that resurrected his career, right? He wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Rockies. And, and he's, he's, uh, very sensitive that way. So he, he, he loves Denver. He's got, he's got, he's got a home in Scottsdale. So the Rockies spring training complex is there. So it fits really well. And the Rockies love him. They'd love to extend him. Now, what is he? 30, uh, in his, what, 30, 30, 33, 34, something like that. But he hadn't pitched Tanner in eight years. Doesn't have a lot of wear and tear in his arm. So he's probably like a 29 or 30-year-old. And I think the Rockies are just really intrigued by that. He's had a great season. I think they would love to try to extend him. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And he's a guy Yeah, he's uh, he's a guy that I think makes sense for the Rockies to extend. And I know you're going to get some people who, uh, you know, get upset about this, about the idea of just staying uh, the status quo in some of these areas, but if it's not broke, don't try and go fix it. He's been one of the best closers in the league, and when you can get a guy that's going to lock down the ninth like he has this year, I, it makes no sense to try and move on from him or try and get uh, more you know, uh, minor leaguers or prospects for him. It makes a whole lot of sense to me to extend this guy. No, I'm, I'm with you. And you know what, Tanner? It's uh, it's so funny with social media, especially the same people who are calling for the Rockies to sell, sell, sell will be upset if Bard gets traded. Right. I guarantee it's right. it's the same person. It's the same person. So no, I don't think it it makes unless some team just throws you know prospects out. You can't you can't turn down. You can't ignore. But I just don't see it happen. I, I think uh, I think it's a great marriage right now, Bard and the Rockies, and I think it'll stay that way. I think a couple uh, media members down in Denver came to mind for a lot of people listening when you <laughs> when you said that uh, Jerry I mean I was reading an article and I know you got a lot of hate about this but I was reading an article when the Rockies were six and a half games back and and CJ Crone was in some of the trade conversations and it's like okay it, unless it's a massive haul there's no way you should even be looking at this right now you know now they're they're nine games back uh, from 500 here uh, I think seven games out of that wild card spot so do you start to listen yeah I don't think you're in a place where you can refuse to pick up the phone, but there, this team 
is a lot closer than people look, and the Rockies are kind of the the uh, uh, they're the redheaded stepchild when it comes to to Denver sports. They just kind of get washed up, uh, to the side uh, from all these other main sports, and I think it's a little unfair. And it's people who just nitpick and come in and say, "Okay, we haven't been following this team very closely, but let's go ahead and say, you know, let's crap on them a little bit here." And I just don't get it. This team has been competitive this year. They're a couple pieces away. There's some developmental projects away coming out of the minor leagues to really, in my opinion, being a contender not only for the wild card, but getting closer up there into at least the conversations like we talk about with the Dodgers and the Padres and kind of in that same breath. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I know that the Rockies organization, this frustrates a lot of people. They never want to do the complete rebuild. That's just not the, their makeup. They're, you know, they're, they're not a team like the Washington Nationals who have come out and said, you know what, we are rebuilding and we're right. going to admit it. We're going to work toward the future. The Rockies have never been that organization. And whether you like that or not, that's just who they are. And so I don't think you're going to, you're going to see uh, Daniel Bard and or C.J. Crone or anybody else get traded. I think there might be a minor deal or two. Uh, and you and I think it talked about this a couple times now, Tanner. A lot of times the, the playoff teams or playoff team or teams looking to get in the playoffs will tinker with their bullpen. They, they, they're, everybody's always looking for another bullpen piece. And I think that's maybe, if anything, where the Rockies do something, either get rid of somebody or they pick somebody up, will be in that bullpen. But I just don't see it otherwise. Perhaps at shortstop, if somebody, right. I, if somebody would do well if they got – you know, if they got Iglesias as their shortstop, they could do a lot worse than that. But other than that, I just don't think it's going to happen. Maybe a small bullpen move, but that's about it. Well, and when you look at contending teams, normally they're set up at that at that shortstop position. Anyways, it's Rockies yeah. Rundown presented by Autoplex. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. I'm Tanner Schwint. Uh, we've got uh, Blake Olson who's going to join us uh, coming up here in this next segment. Uh, uh, Jerry Blake was a reporter for the Texas Rangers in the 90s and, of course, now the voice of the UNC Bears football team this year uh you know you've known blake for quite some time yes i have great guy too and does a great job on the air so you guys will love his play-by-play work and, and a terrific dude any inside stuff that i need to know about shimmy uh yeah but i can't i can't release it <laughs> okay all right all right uh, i got oh, a lot of lot of stuff on Blake. <laughs> Good to know. I can't wait to grab a beer and hear those stories. But uh, let's talk with Blake Olson when we come back on the other side. Rockies Rundown on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. One and thirteen ten KFKA. Rockies rundown presented by Autoplex. Got a hold of Autoplex. You're looking to uh, get that window tinting to cool down. I know it's been cool out there today, but don't you worry. That 100-degree weather's coming back. If you want your car to be staying cool during the summer, looking cool as well, mention KFKA at Autoplex to receive 10% off of that heat-blocking window tint. Uh, it is Rockies Rundown. I'm Tanner Schwint. Jerry Schimmel up on the line with us as well. Uh, Jerry, so another four-game set against the Dodgers here. Realistically, what are your expectations going into this series? Uh, I know I always get that question. Um, you know, the way I look at it is I think the way the players do and the coaches do, and that is 
hey, let's take it one game at a time. So tonight, let's look at the matchup and see if we can get this one. See, like we talked about earlier, Tyler Anderson and Jose Urania, I think it's a matchup that favors the Rockies, and the Rockies have played well against the Dodgers at home especially. So, you know, if you get two games, you split the uh, split that four-gamer with the Dodgers, you, you feel okay if you get before you feel fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better uh, myself. Uh, Jerry, we're now joined by Blake Olson, longtime broadcaster for Altitude TV, now the voice of the UNC Bears as well. Blake, how you doing, brother? Tanner, how you doing? And Jerry, uh, hello, and thank you very much for getting your job back. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. I, it worked out good for both of us. Good to, good to hear from you, Blake. Yes, it did. Great hearing your voice, and I love it. I've heard so many people say how great it is to hear you back on the radio listening to Rockies games. And I was actually in my neighborhood the other day walking uh, the dog, and someone has their garage open, and there's nothing like hearing your voice doing the games and uh, on, a, on a summer evening. So uh, great to talk to you, and Tanner, uh, you know I love you. Yeah, no doubt about it, Blake. Uh, so, Blake, uh, you're going to be uh, doing the uh, UNC Bears football games for us here coming up. We're not that far removed. You're already taking a deep dive into this team. What are your thoughts on Ed McCaffrey's uh, UNC Bears? Well, I I love uh, the bodies that I see out there. You know, I mean, they got some transfers that have come in from Penn State. And the offensive line looks, looks big, uh, physical. Uh, that's the area that they need to to address, obviously, first and foremost. Uh, it's changed a little since uh, Jerry was doing the games last week, but last year. Um, but I love just what I see, and not only that, but the skill positions. When you take a look at you know Cassidy Woods and those guys uh, catching passes, is pretty impressive. And you know it's hard not to be optimistic and positive about this team not to mention i saw david hogan i haven't seen him in five or six years since he was in high school and all these guys are grown men and it's fun to it's fun to see him in the blue and gold hey blake you're you're, well you know this already but the the big sky with football there are no gimmies. It's a really, really difficult conference. I think it's going to be as good as it was last year. You know, Montana, Montana State, Cal Davis, Sacramento State. There are no, there are no easy weeks. I'm sure you're getting ready mentally for that, right? Yeah, there's no question. And you're right, Jerry. I think without question, this is the best FCS conference in the nation. And it may be one of the best college football conferences in the nation when you factor in Montana and Montana State and the way uh, they approach, you know, football and Eastern Washington as well. Uh, but, yeah, there, there are no give, gimmies at all. These teams want to win a national championship, which, by the way, that's the thing I love about the FCS. And, Jerry, uh, I'm sure you appreciate it as well. But it's the only true playoff system in college football. It, it is what a playoff system is about. It's a bracket. It's 24 teams, and you have to earn your way to the national championship. And I would much rather play for a national championship if I'm a college football player than, you know, find my way in, in some 
bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Nothing against Shreveport. I love Shreveport. <laughs> yeah, but... They just got a straight <laughs> one right there, Blake. What are you doing to him? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I've, I've been, I've been in, in some rain and sleet uh, games at the Independence Bowl, so that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> it's Shreveport. But, you know, I just I love the, the culture of the FCS. I love the culture of UNC football. I used to go to the games when they were winning national championship games in Division Two. It, it was an incredible atmosphere. So, yeah, they have to be prepared every week. And now that Elijah, Elijah Dotson has uh, made his way to UNC, a transfer from Sacramento State, who Jerry saw play last year, I mean, that is, um, you know, that's a great addition as well. Uh, I, I just think that. Bears fans should have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Again, Blake Olson uh, joining Rockies right down here. This is what happens when the Rockies are nine games uh, under five hundred here in July. We talk about the big sky because everybody's excited <laughs> about football. That's, that's what we do. Uh, but, Blake, you know, a, a lot of people, there's this knock against, uh, you know, smaller uh, college football schools about, oh, well, if you go there, you're not going to be seen. You're not going to – which is just a bunch of malarkey because I was out at the, the pro day for these guys, and there were scouts from – almost every NFL team out there watching these guys work out. If, if you're still wanting to make a shot at that, at that uh, NFL, you can do it right here in Greeley. Well, I was fortunate. I, I covered the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos in the late 90s and the early 2000s. And some of the best football players that I ever saw in the NFL came from the FCS and came from Division Two football, as a matter of fact. So you can get to the next level from whatever school you're, you know, wherever you're playing. Um, there, look, it, it's just depth more than anything else. It may be, you know, at some of the skill positions, you may have, you know, a few superstars to jump out of you. But I can tell you, the Nebraskas of the world and the Kansas States of the world, they don't want to, you know, Colorado State. They know what it's like when North Dakota State came in here and upset them at Hughes Stadium, I think it was at Hughes, um, a few years back. I'm sure it was. Uh, but, look, uh, it's Division One football, and these guys are highly skilled, and they want to play at the next level just like the, the other Division One football players. So I don't look at UNC like a, a small college or these FCS programs. I, to me, you know, it's college football. It's at the Division One level, and they're going to play in front of – some big crowds, uh, you know, every weekend. Hey, Blake, I got this question for you. Your, your, your thought on Ed McCaffrey in his second year, lost a lot of games last year, as we know, a lot of guys transferred out. Is this a, is it too early to say this is kind of a crucial year for Ed McCaffrey as a coach at UNC? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think, I think he makes it crucial and, and the yeah. and the coaching staff makes it crucial because they want to win football games. I mean, I've known Scott Darnell for 25 years, and that guy wants to win as as much as anyone. It doesn't matter what level he's at. And I would say that for Jimmy Spencer too. I mean, I've known him for a long time, and these guys are competitive, and they want to, you know, take it to the next level as much as any you know, UNC Bears fans 
want to do it. And I, I, you know, I think you've got to give a college football coach. I, I've always got this. Unless, you know, it's a unique situation. We saw what happened at CSU. But you have to give a college football coach at least three, four years to try to make this happen. They were ready to fire McCartney, you know, after the fourth, fifth year at CU before he went and uh, helped lead him to a national championship. So it, it, it takes some time. Yeah, it does, Blake. And I got to tell you, Blake, I asked Jerry if he had any inside information, if he had any dirt on you uh, that I got to know. And he, he said that he couldn't he couldn't divulge that over the air. So we're going to have to go get beers uh, here soon and, and check out uh, what, what, what dirt I can learn about you, Blake. Well, I can tell you this much. Um, I, you know, Jerry probably won't mind telling you this, but we're probably two of the most boring human beings you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why we do sports so don't don't go digging okay <laughs> yeah i think that's a distraction there jerry i think he's trying to keep me off the scent there uh, you're on to me Unless you, you're on to me, yeah. now you could you could go t- uh talk to coach carl he may have you know some different stories Whoa. i don't know <laughs> Don't do that, Tanner. Please don't do that. <laughs> oh, all you guys are doing is making me want to go do that even more. Blake, yeah, uh, give him a call. we're looking forward to it. Uh, we got training camp uh, right around the corner for UNC. We're not that far off from the first game. How are you feeling? You feel, are you feeling comfortable? Are you feeling locked in here? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I can't wait. I mean, this is going to be a competitive camp. By the way, this is the only training training camp that really matters in Colorado as far as football, just so you know. This is going to be a highly competitive training camp. I feel like, you know, there's competition at every position. A lot of these guys want to prove themselves, and a lot of them uh, have been waiting, you know, for their opportunity, and they don't care if someone's been, you know, that comes in on a transfer. They're going to show that they're the, you know, they're the best student-athlete that the Bears have on their roster. Yeah, well, I'm looking so, forward to it, Blake. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks for being a part of, of KFK. Thanks for jumping on Rocky's Rundown here. Uh, appreciate it, my friend, and uh, looking forward to more conversations with you as we get closer to the season. You as well, Tanner. Jerry, have a good one, man. Great talking to you. All right, Blake. Talk to you later, my friend. All right, take care. All right, there's Blake Olson, the voice of the UNC Bears uh, football now. Uh, Jerry, you and uh, you and Blake go back a long time, and now i got to go talk to George Carl, I, I think, is what I need oh. to do. <laughs> All right, I'm texting George right now. Do not take a call from Greeley. A 970 number, George. Do not take that call. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to go buy a burner, Jerry. That's all I'm going to have to do. Uh, hey, yeah. I, I know now, you got to run. George and I. Oh, go ahead, buddy. i, I got to say this. i got to say this. Uh, George and I are pretty innocent other than we probably drank way too much beer together, but that's about <laughs> as bad as it got. Well, that's all right. That That's not too bad yeah. at all, Jerry. You're on the air uh, 610 tonight. Does that sound right to you? Six ten, yeah. Uh, actually, six o'clock with the six pregame o'clock. show. It's six four, uh, six forty first pitch. All yep. right, Jerry. We're looking forward to it. Go learn about those Rockies uh, prospects that uh, we get to learn about next week, and look forward to talking to you. Have a great call tonight, my friend, and we'll talk with you soon. Okay. Okay, Tanner, thanks right. for going. Appreciate it. Yep, there's Jerry Schimmel Shimmy uh, with uh, Rockies Rundown. Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. If you got questions about the Rockies, if you got uh, any ideas, uh, who should they trade? That's kind of what I'm wondering here today. Text us at 888-530-0043, 888-530-0043. A lot of people are saying, well, let's not let's not sell everything yet. Okay, maybe sell a little bit. Okay, maybe sell it all. Don't touch it. I, there's so much 
confusion right now on the Colorado Rockies on where they go because you can see it if you've watched this this team, if you've followed them religiously this year, you know how close they are to competing. They are truly right there. They've had some head-scratching losses. They've had some head-scratching wins along the way, too. And you've got Armand Marquez, who is pitching really well right now. You saw what Kyle Freeland did in Milwaukee. Where do you go? Jose Urania is pitching well. We weren't expecting that. That wasn't something we talked about. You know, Tyler Kinley obviously out of the, the bullpen. The bullpen could use some bolstering. But now it's time to see what this new regime and Bill Schmidt wants to do as the general manager of this Rockies team. Because in the past, Jeff Breidich liked to just say, now we're going to hold this card. We're going to hold this. And it was a losing hand. So will they be aggressive? Will they say, you know what, we think we can close that seven-game gap. Because Chris Bryant's hitting the ball terrific right now. Elias Diaz is coming on right now. CJ Crone is still doing CJ Crone things. Charlie's still got a lot of pop left in that bat. Do you make that run? Brady Hole, host of the whole show, joins me next to discuss. It's Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back in. Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex here on KFKA. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday afternoon. Again, I want to know who, who should stay, who should go. Text us at 888-530-0043 with the Colorado Rockies. Joining me in the Allo Communication Studios, it is host of the whole show, Brady Hall. Tomorrow, your last day is uh, doing the whole show. Yeah, for two hours. Yeah, for, from 12 to 2. Yeah, you'll be moving 11 to 2 starting on Monday. Yeah. So these Rockies, nine games uh, below 500. I told you after the White Sox loss, what was that, Tuesday, that was a season ender for me. You have Armand Marquez, you have your, your 1B with Kyle Freeland, go out there and pitch phenomenal. They can produce one run, and it came in the bottom of the ninth off of a solo shot by Ryan McMahon. That was a season ender for me. So at that point, I feel like you got to start to look at some of these traits. Yeah, probably. I think we said what uh, they'd have the All Star break, and we would see how they how they come out. It was going to be a very tough start to the second half of the season. Yes, and they who did they have Milwaukee four game series against yep. Milwaukee. They won one of those, and then you drop one of two to the White Sox, and you knew the Dodgers were coming up. So that was it. We were kind of like, where will the Rockies be after Milwaukee and Chicago? And Two wins out of six, two and six in those. So not great. Or what is, yeah, is that what it was? Two and six, two and well, I don't know yes, what it was. Yeah, two, two something and like that. Two and, and four. Two and four. There, that's math. <laughs> um, I said today on the show, and I know we're going to talk about buying and selling. That it, it it to me it comes down to the Dodgers series, which if you're counting on them to win the series, it's 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 not going to happen. Does a split do enough? I, I think I think it gives you enough confidence that you maybe you can still go because what are they seven games out of the wild card? Yep. They are seven games back. That, I, the way I view that is that's four, five weeks of baseball to try to make up seven games. That's that's a lot. And then that's assuming that all the teams in front of you are a little bit worse and you're a little bit better in right. four weeks. So 
I I think that if the Rockies go anything other than splitting against the Dodgers, it's officially done, and you need you got time before the trade deadline. Yeah, trade deadline August second yeah. for, for uh, the Major League Baseball uh, calendar. So this you'll year. know Sunday, right? Sunday's the Freeland's going to the mound. Sunday, right? right. So, so after after Sunday. I think you're going to be on the phone a lot Monday morning. Seven games back, but they got to jump. Let's see. The Diamondbacks, who are half a game ahead of them. The Marlins, who are two games ahead of them. The Giants, who are three and a half games ahead of them. The Phillies, who are six and a half games ahead of them. And then the Cardinals, who are seven games ahead of them. So you got five teams that you got to jump here. Uh, And you look at it, uh, the Giants have lost seven in a row. They're starting to falter. I don't think the Diamondbacks and Marlins can sustain what they're doing. I think Phillies, with Bryce Harper out. He says he's not done for the year. I think he probably will be. Uh, you know, those uh, ones I'm not worried about, but those pesky Cardinals right there. You do have the Cardinals, what, in two weeks? You're playing the Cardinals in a yep. series, so maybe by that time. But again, it's, that's too late. It's to, too late. Um, I think if you do anything other than you got to at least split with the Dodgers. If they split, then you might actually look at this team and say, we're going to make a decent push here, but who do you trade if you don't, or if you, you know, if obviously you lose that, then if you go three and, you know, one, three in that series, yeah. then it's done. And I think the Rockies, I do, I am, I know I said that the, their uh, loss on uh, Tuesday was a season ender. Yeah, but you haven't won tonight. I think they beat the Dodgers tonight. So if you I, win I tonight, you make this, you got Marquez and Freeland both in, no, that's no, incorrect. Freeland. Marquez is not in this. Yep. But you got um, cool. And, you got uh, cool. Yeah, you've got cool little go as well, and uh, uh, it's got to be who's the other one? I don't know, I don't know, but you got Freeland tonight. Who is it? Urania tonight. You'll have cool tomorrow. Is it Freeland Saturday? Maybe it's Freeland Saturday and Marquez on Sunday. So you do have a legitimate shot. I mean, could you win this series? If you win this series again, and this is that's the big if, but this is you know. People that are listening right now are probably freaking out at their radios. It's like, but you do have four games in front of you. If you do find a way to win this series, that's how important this one is. Yes. You win this series, you are very much, you are very much looking at a, making it interesting. And I tweeted that. People hate that. Well, interesting for what? It's like, you're not that far out on, Jul- on July 28th. Um, however, just so many missed opportunities. And your bullpen is just, Gilbreth is not good. No. Um, so Tyler Kinley being out has really affected them. Yes. Um, it was a bummer to see what was, it was Sensatella yesterday. Uh, I, I, just, I guess I just look at it and say, it's still there. You don't have to make any trades yet. But by Sunday... You're probably going to need to do something. Bill Schmidt's got to be on the phone right now listening. He's probably he's gotta, on the phone. He's got to be listening. But who's valuable? Right. Who's valuable right now? And, and before we dive into who we'd keep and who we'd sell, the Phillies in their last 10, 5-5. Five five. The Cardinals in their last 10, 5-5. Five five. The Giants, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Marlins, 4-6. and six. Diamondbacks, 6-4. Six and four. Rockies, 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. So nobody's really gaining That's the gaining thing. That's why time. I always say it's like four or five weeks. To make up seven games, that's four yeah. or five weeks of work. And... Do you, you don't have that much time. I mean, you're running out of time, so the, the time is now to do this thing. Um, they keep doing enough to keep people like you and I yeah. going, huh, maybe, but most... You see how competitive they are. That that series against Milwaukee, and I don't mean to be that guy that's like, if a couple things went the other way, they should have won... Two of those, right? Two, two, of, the, the, two of the ones that they lost. Yeah, Friday night, uh, they went into 13 innings. They should have won that. They couldn't hold on into that one. Saturday, they got beat up pretty good. And then Sunday, you're up 8-7, to seven and your bullpen explodes on you. Alex Colomay, the guy that you signed, uh, he just blows up. So, uh, 
let's and, look at this roster. Some bad errors, too. Yes. I mean, Garrett Hampson, and I know Brendan Rodgers bailed himself out, but you've had some very bad defensive errors. And again, that's um, it's the little things. And when you're a bad, when you're not a good team, and you, you, you have little things that really just they, they define a, a series for you. It's the exact opposite of, of what the Avalanche did with all the small things. Exactly. The Rockies do all the small things wrong. Yeah. Uh, let's start with uh, the pitching rotation here. Uh, Freeland, uh, you look at Freeland, Gomber, Cool, Marquez, Cinzatella, Urania. Any of those guys you think uh, you'd move on from or at least listen to? Well, what are you going to get for realistically? What would you, let's just throw, throw Freeland out there, which is silly because they're wanting to build around. They want to build around him. Right. Um, but Freeland's been inconsistent. Maybe that's a nice word for it this year. I mean, we've seen when he pitches at his best, he, he could be a, like legitimately a, one of the top pitchers. But he just he gets mentally strugglesome. Same with Marquez. Both guys kind of have the same kind of issues. But what do you get for those guys? Well, and that's what's interesting. I think it depends on how, de- uh, how deep you dive into the analytics. Kyle Freeland on the road has the fifth worst run production behind him from an offense in the entire major league. Yeah. So whenever Kyle pitches on the road, the Rockies bats stay at home. So you look at that and say, okay, you know he's got a four point six four ERA. He's five and seven on the year. I, I don't know what you get for that. I don't know what the going is because really, realistically, you look at a contender. Let's just take the Dodgers here because they're the, they're, they're the cream of the crop. Maybe he's a number four guy. Maybe, Maybe he's a number five guy. Yeah. Right? And he's he's but your you're not, ace right now. And they're the not going to give a lot for that. No. You know, I mean, most teams that are contenders are, you know, and that's why I think Daniel Barton, I know we want to talk about starters, but I just think most teams that are contenders are looking for a smaller piece. They're not looking for uh, a starter necessarily. They're not looking for that guy that's the full package that's both a stud on defense and offense. Like, you know, C.J. Cronin, first baseman. I mean, that's that's a piece guy yeah. that and I look at. he could easily be a DH, too. That's, and just... that's what I think that contenders right now, they're not going to give up a lot. They're going to give up a little bit for a guy like that. And if you were going to trade Freeland and Marquez, you'd be looking for a lot. Well, and you look at the guys who have been dealt already, right? We saw Andrew Benintendi uh, from the Royals. He gets dealt to, to, to the Yankees. Okay, yeah, he makes sense. He, he's more outfield depth. You need that because injuries can come yeah. into play. You look at what the Mets did going and getting Daniel Vogelbach from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a DH, mm-hmm. right? So bats, main thing, relievers, the other. Yeah. Daniel Bard obviously comes into question. You, I think we sit a little different on this. I'd like to see the Rockies give him a three-year contract. I'd like to see He'd the Rockies 40. extend him. He'd be 40 by the time there. But again, I, listen, I, I kind of lean with what Jerry said here. He's, he hasn't pitched in eight years. I, uh, you, you yeah. know, there's not as much wear and tear on that. There's not I as much get motion. That. I get that, but Mother Nature is still Mother Nature. And he's 37 years old. So even with no wear and tear, he's still 37. Age is, I mean, Mother Nature in this way is is undefeated. Father Time, I guess, not Mother Nature. <laughs> Father Time. <laughs> I guess you could say Mother Nature. I don't care. Uh, Father Time is undefeated with this yeah. stuff. So can Daniel Bart? Because Daniel Bart had, I would say that Daniel's, is he a top closer? Yeah, no, he, it was a snub that he wasn't an all-star. I think so. I think he was, to be honestly, I think up. he should have, he's, he's the best, you know, in his position right. than anybody on the team. Um, but can he keep going like that for three more years? I, I don't know. He's a free agent after this year. I would love to see him, but I, I would worry about that side yeah. of it. You know? He's been, at least he's a guy that feels comfortable pitching at Colorado. Right. Like and that's why Freeland are, you don't want to get rid of right. because he's a Colorado guy. And, you know, and again, Vaughn actually would be the guy that I would listen to because he, he struggles when <sighs> it gets a little cold. What for him, though? That's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know what you get. But 
Um, and their contracts that the Rockies keep signing all these people to is funny, a little bit of an issue. The funny thing to me is like you see a lot of Denver media. I know Jerry was going at some of them. A yeah. lot of Denver media. They throw out these names. You know, what, Chad Cool, yeah. Daniel Barr, Jose Iglesias. Jose Iglesias. Jose Iglesias makes the most sense to me. But those guys make Jose Iglesias, CJ Crone, they make sense to me. Right. Um, Crone, you lose your, your, your biggest best players. bat right now. Your although, best player. Right. And he, that's where I'm like, you can throw all these names out, but what are they going to get you? If you throw all your pitchers away and you get one average pitcher out of this deal... Then what are you? What are you're we not doing moving here? Forward, no. You're so, just selling for the sake of selling, and this is this is the issue that I have with a lot of the Denver media who covers covers quote unquote the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies are the the the, the redheaded stepchild, right? Not they're nobody's favorite, but nobody likes to say that out loud. Nobody follows this team very very closely. Well, they've been just it's bad. A, it's a long season, right? And it's so easy, it's so easy to make fun of Dick Monfort. It's so easy to make fun of what the Rockies have done. A lot of it warranted, but. If you're not following along, you haven't seen the, the 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 fight in this team, and you haven't seen how competitive they are. You know, you see some of these really bad teams getting just blown to pieces by these these top of the tier teams. We're sitting here and we're saying, yeah, this team can be competitive with the Dodgers in this series, and that that's based on what they've done this year against the Dodgers. So a lot of these guys like to come in and nitpick. Jose Iglesias, to me, makes the most sense out of anybody to move on from because you got Ezekiel Tovar, who is one of their up-and-coming uh, prospects out of the double the A right now. He'll be in triple A by the end of the year. You've got his heir apparent. But you look everywhere else, who's up next? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys are still a year and a half, two years, three years out from being those impact players. I honestly think as much as as me and the the next Rockies fan wants, I think the best course may just to be sitting pat. It, and if you can't, if you're just trading for the sake of trading, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and listen, I I do think that there, and I know you 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 weren't a John Gray guy, but imagine if John Gray was a part of this starting rotation right, right now, and you did have Marquez Freeland, John Gray, and and what you're seeing with Chad Cool. You'd feel pretty good. Now, the bullpen, Tyler Kinley goes down. Injuries yeah. happen. But with Tyler Kinley and, and, and John Gray were here, healthy and playing for the Rockies, things might be, that might yeah. be 10, 10 games difference yeah, right because there. Because you look at it and then you got, you probably bumped Senzi back into the yeah. bullpen. You got Gomber and Senzatella in that bullpen. I, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I wish they would have fought harder to keep John Gray. I, I, I know I was didn't a John they, Gray guy. Didn't they offer him the same contract that Texas did? I think so. I. I think he, he was looking out. for a little more, but I think he wanted to stay with Colorado, but it's also harder to pitch in Colorado. Yeah. So, And he's kind of a bit of a mental guy. All pitchers are kind of a mental guy. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I was just high on fighting harder to keep him and then building around those three starting pitchers. And then, uh, you know, you were surprised a little bit by Chad Cool, and I think that that would have been a pretty good starting rotation. That was your strength last year. Yeah. So I thought that was a mistake going in. Um, now I look at it, and I'm with you. I... I, I don't see trading C.J. Crone's going to get you a lot. What's he going to get you? What right. are you looking for? An, another bullpen guy? I don't think you touch, C, touch C.J. Here's the thing that you got yelled at a couple years ago. Charlie back Blackman? Where, Charlie Blackman makes him. I said this er, I, I said got this yelled early. at. Let's make that very clear. Who I, I got yelled at by a guy that produces Rockies games on the radio. Gr- nice guy. Yeah. But, of course, he doesn't want Char- – Charlie's everybody's best friend he, he over is. there. He's, he's, he's great. But I said it midway through June when Charlie was on his tear, they need to trade him. 
because mm-hmm. he's 36 years old. Yeah. That bat only has, you know, who knows how long left in it. He's the guy that, you, because that's a guy that can go and he can go and make a serious impact on a contender's team. He can go be that guy. Yeah. So, so Charlie, for me, the one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, Bill Schmidt's first time as a GM heading into a trade deadline. So we talk about, yeah, the Rockies like to do this. They used to. It's a new guy calling the shots. So what is that going to mean? And Dick Monfort came out and said, "I'm if we're competitive, if we're close still, I'm willing to spend money to go and be a buyer, which I thought was interesting. And and where they need to be is they need to be adding in the bullpen because that offense has enough power and pop behind it. But the bullpen needs some help. Got to have a better bullpen. I mean, that's I mean that's always been the issue for the Rockies. Yes. They've spent money there. Right. Montford has spent money there. Well, a you lot look at of guys. Adam Ottavino. Uh, you look at uh, oh Wade uh, Wade Davis. Wade that they Davis. Signed. I mean, some of those big name guys that they never they just didn't <laughs> deliver once they got to Colorado. Jake McGee, right? I mean, he was here in Colorado and, now and, look <laughs> and he's in Milwaukee. Yep. You know, just tearing. It. Well, he was in San Francisco. Sexier last haircut year. too. Yeah, I don't know about that Mohawk. I don't know. I'm in on that. 2.50 on the time. It's Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. Again, mention KFKA at Autoplex. You get 10% off your window tint uh, to stay cool during the summer. Look cool while you're doing it, too. And listen to Chad Cool win a couple of games. It's Autoplex. Uh, This is Rockies Rundown on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? I don't know who you're taking home tonight, but the Rockies taking home a dub tonight. They're going to beat the Los Angeles. You're Dodgers. so hard to read. I mean, oh, you I never feel like I'm you're going. out and you're done, and now you're like they're going to win this I'm first out. game. I'm out. They're not going to. The fifty bucks I put on them to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year is gone. But you can't go redeem that. No, you can't cash out. No, like for anything right no. now. No, they never let that. No, <laughs> no, Rockies no here. Yeah, uh, no, it's not happening. But. They they do win tonight. They, the Rockies hammer left If they win tonight, pitchers. they got a realistic shot to I, split this thing. Listen, I'm tired. I'm getting too tired for this, Brady. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been the internal. Yes. I've been the internal flame. And I'm the not Rockies. there. I'm not there. And I'm still not there. I think even if they somehow pull off a miracle and win the series, I'm still not. I still don't think they're a wild card team. I'm just saying. Make the push, see how close you can get, and we, I think that would be considered a success if they win seventy plus and they ended up finishing five six games out of that race. I don't think that's the end of the world. Is it? it um, is that a success though? I mean, well, for me it is, but yeah. for you who thought they were a playoff team, I don't I, think many people thought they were a playoff. I team. thought they were a wild card team. I thought that with that expanded. Wild I mean, I remember team. the first week of Rockies rundown. You and Jerry were calling them the NL West yeah. best. They were well, they were. You guys they were had fun the with NL West that for that day. Well, because you, we knew what we would be talking, saying <laughs> in July. Right. That's right. We knew that's where it was going to go. But listen, they hammered left-handed pitchers. They know exactly who Tyler Anderson is. Uh, he was a, a Rocky for a long time. Ten and one for Tyler Anderson this year. That one loss coming at the hands. The Rockies at Coors Field, mm. so I, I really do like the Rockies to win tonight. But uh, we uh, we did, <laughs> we had a funeral plan for the Rockies bus uh, for today, and then stupid Elias Diaz goes and hits a walk. So you didn't do it. We did not. We have not officially buried the bus yet. It's, oh. it's still on Just life support. When you think they're yeah. out, they pull him <laughs> right back in. They do. That was. I will be honest though. I'm 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 frustrated with the Rockies right now. The Colorado Rockies are really frustrating me right now. Uh, I didn't 
didn't I didn't even flip over there. I didn't listen to it yesterday. That was updating you. I, I know. I, of course, I'm like, I'm still that guilty. And it was it. a crazy finish. Yeah, Very I, unlikely I text him, like, the Rockies win? And I was like, no. Nope, Every time Gilbreth comes up, though, I just, disaster's going to strike, man. And Stevenson's been better. I get it. But both of those guys I don't like because they have been so bad, you know, Except for Daniel Bard. And why not have Daniel Bard go two innings? That is something that I've never understood. Why can't you just do that? You, you can't. You why can't. doesn't Bud Black do that then? Don't know. Mm. More of a scouting report on him, I guess. I That's guess. the only thing I could figure out. The Rockies will be airing right here on KFKA tonight. Six o'clock pregame show for you. 640 first pitch. Brady Holt will be back at it 12 to 2 tomorrow. I'll be uh, 6 to 9 tomorrow. We'll have uh, Jerry Schimmel joining us again tomorrow at 835 on Good Morning Noco. Brady, appreciate your time. Thanks for having me in. All right, Jay Dean, well done, my friend. We'll be back at it next Thursday. This has been Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex on Northern Colorado's Voice 1031 and 1310 KFK. Rich Eisen coming your way.